You're listening to the Franchise Freedom Podcast with Giuseppe Grammatico. All right, we are back with Lisa McGill from Home Franchise Concepts. Um, one other topic, I'm thinking of other questions that I may have. I know we were talking about some topics um, to go over on the show, but so you talked about budget blinds and someone listening in said, wow, that, that, that sounds interesting. Um, I have blinds in my home, but I know nothing about blinds and that's, that's a common thing. I have no experience yeah. in that specific industry. So taking kind of a, a step back, what are the, the characteristics? Are there kind of certain characteristics as far as what type of, of, of person or who's a good fit for budget blinds or maybe some of the other brands? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's another question I get. Do I need experience in that specific industry? Absolutely. Um, so it depends on the brand. Um, we are not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to budget blinds, to be honest with you, that's that's our brand that um, with the kind of presence that we have in the marketplace, the kind of buying power that we have, the margins that you can create, um, the, the sort of ease of the business model, uh, we really bring any anyone from any walk of life into that business model. Um, you know, it, it's the only time that I tell people we, we have to halt on this um, is if they don't like any sales or people, um, they, right. they don't want to be in people's homes. You know, this, this is home services. So you, you, you have to realize who your customer is mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to be in that segment. But as you get into some of the other brands where, you're going to need to hire some crews and sort of build teams for installation. There are some qualities that we look for in our owners, such as the ability to project manage, um, the ability to, hi- to, to, to hire and manage crews mm-hmm. of the type of person that they will be managing. You know, it's a different type of person for two maids, which is residential cleaning right. services, than it would be for kitchen tune-up, where you're hiring some tradesmen, right? Or building some subcontracting relationships and coordinating projects. No matter what, when you're in home services, um, if you're doing any kind of remodeling or adding a product to the home, there's always a sales component. So if you're not comfortable with sales, then that would be a red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, most people know that, um, you know, home services is absolutely booming and especially during the pandemic where a lot of businesses really, really struggled. Obviously, our brands were flying Um, Mm -hmm. more business than our owners have known what to do with. So it is a very hot time for home services right now for um, for success, for lots of leads coming in, Mm -hmm. people asking for home services. um, and, And why would that continue even in a potentially recessionary period? Well, because people right now don't feel with with higher interest rates that they can trade up in their houses. A lot of people who thought, well, I want to sell my house because I can get a lot of money for my house. And but, oh, shoot, I can't afford to buy what I wanted to buy. So I guess I'll stay where I am. But 
I don't like my kitchen. I don't like my bathroom. I don't like the colors in my house anymore, the window treatments. So this has, this has been something that we have seen that we're going to continue to see. We, we see the, the forecast through 2026 as being ex- still extremely strong for home services. Um, if you look at a company like Two Maids, which is residential cleaning services, it is one of the highest demand businesses that we have ever seen. Mm. Uh, fascinating. This this is, you know, a, a residential cleaning services are not services that the wealthy just use. Um, it's actually the hotspot is your young uh, uh, dual income working family with young kids who right. they don't want to, you know, they, they don't want to spend their weekends cleaning their homes. So lead generation and demand for the services within our businesses, it, it just continues to be so strong and is forecasted to continue to be strong. So, but when we're looking at the different models, we have to consider what are the components of the model and what are the skill sets that are required to really knock it out of the park in that particular business. And we have to figure that out with our owners. And I will tell you that we, we decline people. We absolutely decline people. Even when they tell us, please let me do this. We will say to them, this is why we think this is not a good investment mm-hmm. for you. We, you know, I, I had somebody that I, that I declined who came back again and again, please let me, I said, trust me, you're, you <laughs> I know but what I'm gi- doing, right? You're giving them a reason, which, which is, yeah. you know, this is not a rejection letter. Like, all right, well, you know, you didn't pass the test. It's really, this isn't a good fit ba- based off of skill set. Yes. Yeah. You like the opportunity, but you know, how sustainable is this going to be? You, you hate right. sales. You're, you're not, you know, looking forward to going to people's homes. How, how is this right. going to work? And, right. um, you know, you're, you're helping someone out and I get it. You know, the, the, that knee jerk reaction is like, wait, no, I can change. Or, um, you know, what I tell people when they, when they look at the franchise first. So instead of figuring out their skill sets, you know, what, what the reason for, for getting into the franchise, et cetera, et cetera, they just look at the, some of the sexy brands and they say, well, you know, yeah, this, this brand, I have to, I have to be there seven days a week. Yeah, I'll, I'll suck that up. I, I really only want to work five days a week, but I'll work weekends. And then they find out and now they, not only weekends, they have to work nights, not just during the day. And they start to settle and settle and settle. And I go, there's so much of a, an easier way and, and you'll kill the overwhelm. And people say, well, well, what's that approach? And I said, our approach is simple. Whether you work with me or not, I lay it out for them. You could do this. Um, on your own, or at least start thinking about it, but think about what your ideal, first off, why you're doing this and what's your ideal situation. Are you working from home, a, a location? We taught you, like you just mentioned, what do your employees look like? Are they W-2? Are they contractors? There's, there's a big difference there in management styles. I've, I've done both. So really thinking about what you want, I can guarantee you there's a franchise for everyone. It's going to take some time to find, but don't settle, right? This is a business. Don't settle. Right. It, you know, don't settle just because your buddy is successful in something right. and thinking that you'll be successful in something. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it, I tell people once they once they start in the process and they really get some meat on the bones of the process, write down, put it on paper, a pros and cons list and weight the pros and cons from one to ten or from one to five, whatever you're comfortable with. Because you know what? A, a pro that weighs a three does not outweigh a con that weighs a ten. Right? right. And just because you've seen someone else be successful at it doesn't mean that you're really going to be okay with that con over time. Mm-hmm. So, 
be honest with yourself and do the work to find the right fit because then you're never going to look back. One of the things I love the most is our owner's conference. We have our owner's conference coming up in January. Mm-hmm. I People actually line up just to give me a hug. <laughs> That's awesome. How cool is that? That is cool. <laughs> I always tell people I sleep really well at night because the people that I have worked with are loving their businesses and they're doing really well. And listen, in in hundreds of placements, it's not 100%. But I can say that the ones that are no longer in business, of which there's only a few over a period of four years with Home Franchise Concept or four and a half years now, every one of them came back to me and said, it wasn't the brand. It wasn't the team. You all did everything you said you were going to do. I have a a personal reason, and this is the reason why I'm choosing to step away from the business or I'm choosing to sell the business. Like I said, I sleep very, very well at night. Um, We're not selling 15 packs and things that, you know, that are just big, big, you know, uh, 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 real estate deals. Responsible franchising, responsible growth, right size territories, bite off the right amount that you can chew. And it's different for different owners. Some people are it's perfect to buy a one territory franchise and then to expand later. Some people, two territories is better. I've had a few where three territories was just right, but it has to be a specific situation. And the answer to that is not just because you have the money. That's not the answer. Uh, 100%. So I, I love to hear that. And I, I'm glad I'm not the only one saying this. So this uh, makes me feel much better. So <laughs> for everyone listening in, I, I feel like sometimes I'm like, well, am I am I crazy for saying this? I like go, I'm, I'm as honest and, and as direct as possible. I even did a show on the three reasons franchisees fail, um, and people are like, why why would you put that out there? And and, and number one, and, and I said because it's it's honest. I want people to make that right decision. But my number one reason was um, of the three was not following the system. If you if you're you know everything checks off the boxes. If you have no intention of following the system. Don't buy a franchise. That's what you're buying. You're buying that that infrastructure, the system, the training. They figure it out via trial and error. That that's the advantage of a franchise. So, um, you know, I, I I tell people that, and they go that that that's interesting. And then we talk about, uh, you know, being undercapitalized, and 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 the list goes on. So, but that's having the big too big one. of an and, appetite for territory. Right, buying right. I always Just tell biting people more territories much. does not equal more profitability. Right. Exactly. It's nice yeah. to lock in that larger territory, but let's see how things go. Yeah, yeah, you can always add on a complementary brand. Right. It doesn't have to be the whole state. So uh, yeah. I agree. And, and some people get, I think, overly excited. So it's nice to have That's those true. conversations and find the true reason. Maybe it's fear of missing out, fear of you know their territory yes. maybe being sold. So I think when you talk about the other options, well, budget blinds could sell out, but we can also, you're in the you know homeowner's home, you can uh, up, uh, upsell them on uh, residential cleaning with two maids and, and, and that list goes on. So there are other options. And I think by giving them the options and educating them, it, it, it brings down that anxiety level and it puts, it puts together that plan. You know, what are the next one, two, three years look like um, and putting together that plan and constantly um, having those conversations with you, to, you know, those check-in calls to make sure things are going smoothly mm-hmm. and, you know, where, where they want to be. So what um I'm sure we can talk for for hours as topics are are coming up and this is perfect because it does cover a lot of the uh, the questions I get on a on a daily weekly basis. Um, what are what else haven't we talked about? Um, whether it be franchising or people looking into franchising. 
Um, you know, I think that it's important to note when you're looking at a franchise is what is the franchise's current ability to support growth? Mm. Um, you know, as you get into business, you need, you're going to need help mm-hmm. and you're going to need support. And one of the things that we say with JM Family being in our ownership, you know, when when JM Family bought us from Trilantic, in just a period of three years, we doubled the amount of people that were working under the home franchise concepts umbrella, meaning that they came in and they basically said, how much more support is needed for each brand and in mm-hmm. what areas? And they just hired those people. Now, a, a private equity company would never have done that. Um, Trilantic certainly wasn't going to do that um, because that's not going to pencil out in a couple of years when they're going to turn you over. So looking at a company that's that's privately held and looking at the financial infrastructure of that company and how much money do they have to continue to, to build and provide resources around the franchise as they're needed for things like additional processes and systems and education, right? Um, people to pick up the phone and just be there for you as you're growing, those are very, very important things to consider because you're not just investing in that business. You're investing in whoever owns that business. Mm -hmm. In most emerging franchises that are still privately held, in today's franchise world, most of those are going to be sold. And a lot of them these days are being sold to private equity companies. So you've got to consider those kinds of things when you are making an investment in a franchise who currently owns them, who might own them in the future, what are the ramifications of that? Um, And it is definitely one of the things that we hear so often with the structure of home franchise concepts and the private ownership of JM family is that when they came in, they just said, we're just so confident that our investment is secure, that we're going to have the resources that we need, that the growth is going to be supported and the money is here for infrastructure. Um, you know, during the pandemic, I'll give you an example. Uh, during the pandemic, you know, we have a medical director. We've got economists on staff. Um, JM Family employs almost 5,000 people. Oh, wow. So this is a, this JM Family is the 17th largest private company in the United States. Wow. I didn't so know that. We, wow. have an, we, have an, we have enormous resources. And when the pandemic hit, we didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. We took, for budget blinds alone, we took $5.4 million out of the coffers of budget blinds during the time when some of the states had, you know, these businesses shut down. We just divided it and stuck it in the bank accounts of all of our budget blinds owners. I don't know of another franchise that actually did anything close to that. We also did royalty deferments and then we did royalty forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Whatever our owners needed, you know, our CEO came out at the time and on video went to the entire system and said, we are not losing a franchise because of the pandemic. We plan for things like this. We have the money to get us through. Don't worry. The pandemic's not going to be the reason why you lose your business. We are here for you. It was incredibly comforting. And I can tell you that, you know, of of the several thousand, you know, units that we have across nine brands, the ownership was just so relieved because they were afraid that they wouldn't make it and that the franchise, what would happen if the franchise can't afford to support them through this time. But we could. 
That's huge. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I did not know that. So that, that, that is big. And that's actually, um, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because when we, when we talk about the questions that, you know, they're always asking uh, people, families I'm working with, what questions should I be asking? And I said, well, you know, a lot of the questions, any, you have questions, concerns, you want to make sure those are addressed. But at the end of the day, this is that like going back long-term relationship sustainability. Do you feel like the, the brand will support you? What, what's in place, um, but we, we added that, uh, because of COVID, what did the brand do during COVID to, to truly support their franchisees? And maybe it wasn't a, a credit per se, but they shifted gears and they added a, a revenue stream or they brought from in-person to virtual, whatever the case, whatever it was, um, you know, asking that. So that, that's another layer, layer of questions. What, what did you do during COVID and you know, what, what is the growth plan? How do you, how do you plan on supporting us? Because it's it is a, a long term, you know. Any franchise can get up and running, but you want to be doing well, you know, one, two, five, ten years from now. So, what does that all look like? Are there additional revenue streams? What what kind of money are you reinvesting in the franchises? Those those, those are important questions. And I, I've had someone come back to me saying, "Well, I feel bad asking." And I said, well, "Why do you feel bad? This is just like any investment. You just want a clear path, and maybe it's." You know, things change and there, there's pivots and we, we get all that, but you want to have that comfort level in, in the franchisor. And that's really what it comes down to. Do you, you have faith that the franchisor will uh, support you, train you, back you up and, and really help you grow um, within the business? And if the answer is yes, well, that, that's a, a potentially a really good reason to, to move forward with the brand. Yeah. You know, something that comes up frequently also, Giuseppe, is um, that with with this sort of common movement for franchises to hire outside sales organizations to sell mm. their franchises, um, some of the people who are looking at franchises, when they get to us, they say, well, aren't you just going to give me a sales webinar and like tell me why I should buy this? And we just don't do that. Um, we don't. We, we, I mean, we have webinars, um, sure. but I don't sit with a PowerPoint and say, okay, on our first call, buckle up for half an hour because I'm going to tell you why you should buy this franchise. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I tell my clients, if you ever feel like I'm selling you a franchise, I want you to call me out on it mm -hmm. because the job that I'm going to give to you in our process together is that I want you to sell me right. on why you think this is what you want to do. And when we get to that point where your passion meets my passion for my belief in our company, which is definitely going to come across, I, I, you're going to hear right. my passion about what I believe is, is, is potentially a great fit for you. Right. Um, and why the organization is so successful and that you, you know, and, and, and that it's wonderful to invest in, but I need to hear from you why you mm. think you're going to be successful at this. And I often ask when they say, well, you know, I've narrowed it down to two brands, you know, your brand and another brand. And I say, okay, why, why is, why is my brand making the cut? Right. Why? Mm -hmm. I want to know why. And I love what they tell me, you know, they're, they're being thoughtful then, right? They're not just listening to me and mm -hmm. ask them questions and saying, yes, no, yes, no. Right. They're, I'm making them tell me, because 
when they're having a bad day one day in their business in the future, and you're going to have one, if you're going to be a franchise owner, a business owner of any kind, you're going to have a bad day. Trust me. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to go back to the foundation of all the reasons why you invested in this franchise. And they ha- there have to be a lot of good reasons, right? Sure. You have to have enough knowledge and education getting into a franchise to really go back to those things and say, okay, I invested in this and this is the reason I believe in myself. And this is the reason I have this skill set that I know is a good match for this. Yeah. I've had a bad day, but you know, I have every, I have all the resources and I personally have everything it takes for this business or they yeah. would not have let me sign those documents. I, I, I love that because, you know, I love hearing that because at the end of the day, when we make an introduction um, to, to Lisa, we're not on the calls. So sometimes we don't hear those, we, we get some feedback, but it's really reassuring um, that the business is, is run this way. And when, you know, for, for, the, for anyone that, that thinks that just, hey, let me just throw money at it and any franchise will accept me. Well, maybe there are some companies that do that. I don't know. I don't, I don't work with any of those companies, but it, it's, it's reassuring to know that. Uh, let's, let's, let's truly figure out, there's nothing to sell. Let's figure out together if this is a good fit. And, um, you know, again, I sleep well at night as well because I, I enjoy what I do. And sometimes I have to give someone the unfortunate, uh, unfortunate, uh, unfortunate, if I can talk today, uh, news that they're maybe not a good fit for a franchise, but I always leave them with something to say, if you're not a good fit, these are the reasons why kind of to your point, give them reasons. Don't just say you're not a good fit next. You're not a good fit. In, in some cases, you're not a good fit because financially, you know, you know, you should have some living expense set aside, especially if you're going to be leaving your job to do this full time. You want to make sure who, who's paying your your mortgage or your rent, who's paying your your health insurance, who's paying your student loans. So uh, it just may be a plan of of reengaging in six months and saying, okay, um, you know, so and so, you know, have you put some money aside? Have you been able to cut your expense in order to make this work? So I like to put together those plans because I'm not going anywhere. I always joke and say, I have two kids to put to college. So I go, I'm here. So yeah, the timing isn't right. You know, I, my, my, my liner and I stole this from, from someone. So it's not, I didn't come up with the line. What was, I'll meet you where you're at. And that's, that's what it comes down to because a franchise may be the perfect fit. Um, it's going to get you out of that, that corporate rut and that cycle and just not being happy. It checks off all the boxes. We may have a franchise in mind, but financially you're not there. But personally, you got a lot going on. You're going through a divorce. Someone's sick in the family. Let's let's put that on on hold. It's got to be the right timing so that you can launch successfully. So um, I always say I'll meet you where you're at. But at the end of the day, a decision needs to be made whether to move forward or not or to put this. but, But if you do put it on hold, Let's figure out the true reasons why, not just excuses to put on hold. But these are the reasons I'm putting this on hold. And this is kind of the time frame. In six months, this will be kind of over and I can proceed. So um, did I miss anything there or that's? Well, you know, there's there's a great podcast. Um, Tim Ferriss does a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a TED Talk um, yeah. on fear setting. And I often ask my candidates, um, what are you afraid of? And they'll say things like, I'm afraid of failing and losing all my money. I'm like, that, that's not a legitimate fear. I'm like, that's that's like a, 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 a big idea that has no legs. I'm like, let's talk about, so, so, so what would you ha- actually have to do mm-hmm. in order to fail at this 
and to lose all of your money. Put those things down. Mm. What would you have to do? Well, you know, I guess I would have to not answer the phone and, you know, when when the calls come in and not go on consultations or whatever, right? I'd say, okay, are you going to do that? Well, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, well, I could be a terrible salesperson. Might you be a terrible salesperson? Well, no, I, I'm really not worried about the sales aspect of it. And I, I, th I think I'm going to be great at that. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes people say, yeah, you know what, actually, I'm terrible at sales. I, I actually don't want to do the sales. And I'm like, okay, then guess what? We need to make sure that we cover that component in your business. That's not a hat that you're going to wear. So someone else is going to have to wear that hat. You're going to wear this hat. So that has that hat has to be covered. But if you actually, if you break down your fears of what would you have to do to blow it, you realize that those steps that you'd have to do to blow it, for anyone who's really a competent business person, they're not going to screw those things up, right? Right. Um, so that's where you have to say, okay, then I need to do these things. I need to answer the phone, right? I need to, I, I, I need to take good care of the teams of people that I hire. I have to create a good work environment, right? I have to, you know, focus on um, watching my PL and mm -hmm. make sure that my costs are in order. Like you have to do those things. So right. it's I it, advice that I would give listeners is if you really have this longing to be a business owner, but you have these sort of big blanket fears of, well, I'm afraid that I'll just lose everything and, you know, um, fail. That's not a legitimate fear. It's, it's, that is just like a, it's, it's, it's something that's, but it's just like a smoke screen. Figure out what business you might be interested in and then determine, would I screw up those things in the elements of the day-to-day -day business that I'd have to screw up right. in order to fail at this. And if there's, you know, 300 other owners in this system that are doing it successfully, will I not be able to be one of them? Will I be this, the guy right. or the gal that doesn't do what these other people have done? Um, you know, that's, it. it's, it's important to really understand what the steps of are in a business to make it go. And are you willing to execute those steps? And if you're I not willing wow. to execute those steps, then maybe business ownership isn't for you. And Giuseppe, you and I both have people that we go through the process and they realize that this job that they hate isn't so bad after all. <laughs> when they realize what it would take to be a business owner, right? That they have to be in charge of a lot more things. And then they, they realize... I don't think I want to do that because I don't think I'm going to be good at it. And then we've kind of reached our goal, right? Is to say, well, your job's not so bad, is it? Right. Right. Until the next that, time that, around. Right. When exactly. You say, now I am willing to do all those things <laughs> because now my job really is bad. Right. Now it's really, really, really bad. So right. <laughs> and, and when, when people ask me like, well, what's your success rate? And I go, well, what are you, what are you basing success on? I go, I educate. So, you know, my job is to educate and, and, and connect and, let people know as a business owner owning franchise and non-franchise companies, right. being a corporate executive as well is really to help guide you through the process. My, my goal um, obviously is for everyone to be successful, but I can't, you know, once we, we connect, we're always going to stay in touch, but it, it's really up to you if you're going to yeah. be successful in that business. That, that's, that's really out, out of our hands. But our, our goal, if you look at what we do, is really to, to educate you, to, to talk you off, you know, you know th that, that bridge and just say, well... I want I, I want to own a business. Why? I hate my boss. Well, that's really not that good of a reason. 
it, it's a re a reason, but not a good reason why I want to make millions of dollars. Again, you know, this isn't all um, even a franchise. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of, you know, there's employees involved. There's a lot of moving parts. You got to make sure this is truly the right fit. And that's where we spend a lot of time before even jumping into looking at a single brand. So um, yeah, could yeah. you, could you send me because, um, well, two things. Number one, this has been awesome and we've gone way over and I, and I, I appreciate your time. So if you're okay with this, I'd like to, to do a two-part. So we, we have uh, two weeks. Sure. Lisa, that's cool. And then secondly, if, if um, I want to make sure I, I, I pull up the right one, because I do want to check out that TED Talk. If you have the link for that. I have um, it. This, sure. Perfect. I'll, this, this will probably go out uh, hopefully right before Christmas. So okay. it'll be our, our gift to everyone. It'll, it'll be a two-part uh, two-part episode on, uh, what are we calling it? Responsible, Responsible Franchising. franchising. <laughs> part one and part two. I like that. That's <laughs> that, sa- that saves me to... to to get creative uh, and figure out a good title. I think that this nails right. it. So we'll include that link. And if, and if there are any other resources or anything else uh, you'd like to share with the audience, we're going to include website contact information and uh, yeah, any other resources we'll, we'll include, uh, we'll include them in the notes. So Lisa, I, I really appreciate your time. This has been, this has been awesome. Um, again, you know, I appreciate going o- over uh, the, uh, the 30 minutes we usually go, but we were on a roll here and, um, this is a lot of good stuff packed in here. So these are one of the, the, the couple episodes you may want to rewatch a couple times to make sure you pick up on everything we, we discussed. And if you have any questions on franchising, if you um, have any interest in looking at budget blinds and, and, and the various concepts, let me know. We'll make an introduction with Lisa. But uh, more importantly than anything else, let's figure out if business ownership is the right fit. And that's, uh, that's where we can definitely add value and help out. So Lisa, thanks again. Uh, thanks, we don't talk. Happy. Happy holidays. Um, I want to see pictures of that, of the tree. I'll do the same and we'll exchange the, uh, the movie list soon. <laughs> got it. You got it. Thanks. Talk to you soon again. Thank Take you. care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways Giuseppe can help. One, if you've ever considered owning a business of any kind, you owe it to yourself to get a copy of Giuseppe's book, Franchise Freedom. Download your free copy at ggthefranchiseguide.com slash book. Two, want to understand how successful executives make the transition from corporate to owning their own franchise? Join Giuseppe's next online presentation, Franchise Freedom, How to Escape the Corporate World and Have Financial and Time Freedom by Owning a Franchise by going to ggthefranchiseguide.com slash video. Three, want to work with Giuseppe one-on-one to identify the right franchise opportunity for you to navigate the process and get plugged into experienced franchising advisors? Send him an email to gg at ggthefranchiseguide.com with one-on-one in the subject, and he'll send you all the details.